Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to the show, faithful listener. I'm sure you noticed at the top of the show here, something is a little bit different this week. And that is because the Public Safety Innovators Podcast is now the Copper Newer Path Podcast. That's right. Season two of the podcast starts today, and we've got a new name, a new title, new look, and a slightly different platform. Uh, This was actually in response to you guys. I put out a survey a while back on LinkedIn. I, I, I surveyed some of you that I have direct contact with, and the response was a resounding yes, that we want a podcast that is focused specifically on the idea of copreneurship and the path from going from cop to copreneur and and becoming a successful post Leo entrepreneur. And so we're just, we're making a shift. Here we are today. And so what I want to do today to kind of usher in this slightly new, slightly changed, or I should say more focused podcast is to talk to you guys about my five biggest regrets as a copreneur. Now, I kind of feel like the the term regret is sort of, uh, it's a big word, maybe even a stronger word than I'd like to use here, really, because do I actually regret anything? No, I don't. I don't regret a single thing about my journey thus far. Everything that I have gone through, been through, and both positive and a negative has been, has been ultimately for the positive. And so I don't regret a single thing, but are there things that I would like to go back and change? Or are there things that... Well, maybe I wish that I knew before that I knew now. Absolutely. And that's what this podcast has always been about. Even when it was the Public Safety Innovators podcast, it was all about sharing with you guys my own journey and what I've learned along the way to help you guys be successful entrepreneurs of your own. And so I'm hoping that by today, discussing these five biggest regrets of mine with you, that they too will be helpful and they'll, they'll usher in this new chapter, this new season, this new era in the podcast that is now the Copper Newer Path podcast. And so as I sat down and I was kind of taking some notes and writing out my outline for this episode about what my five biggest regrets actually are, you know, I started thinking, I'm like, here we are, this is going to be episode 49 of the podcast, which, which is incredible to think that here we are already at 49 episodes in. It's been a little bit over a year since the podcast started. Actually, this is almost the exact year anniversary with, within a couple of weeks. So I'm like, hey, we're starting a new season uh, of things here on episode 49. And immediately I thought, man, wouldn't it have been better if it landed on episode 50? That would have been perfect, right? Episode 50. Well, that brings me to my first point, my, my, my biggest regret as a copreneur, and that is that I have allowed perfectionism to slow me down, okay? I, 
it, it's kind of this, uh, uh, you know, self self fulfilling prophecy, right? And you know, it's uh, I am not a pessimistic person by any means. I'm very much an optimistic person. I like to drive forward all the time. But it was just kind of funny to me that that idea crept in. Wouldn't it have been better? Wouldn't it have been perfect if it was episode fifty? And that just characterized to me this idea of perfectionism. And I know that I'm not the only one, especially as a copreneur that struggles with this. This comes up all the time in my discussions with, with fellow copreneurs that, you know, we in law enforcement, we tend to be very type A. We're go-getters. We're, we're, we're driven and, and we're focused on things. And in our line of work in law enforcement, if things aren't done perfect, a lot of the time, it can be the difference between life or death for us or, or for someone in the community. Right. And so we strive for this, this idea of perfectionism because in many cases it's necessary as a survival mechanism uh, for us or, or even outside of survival, just putting together a solid case, right? A case has to be quote unquote perfect in order to know that, uh, Hey, may- maybe this case will get prosecuted without me having to get called into court on my day off. Right. And so we strive for perfectionism, but let me tell you guys something. Here's what I've learned over the last several years as a copreneur. And that is that perfection is the enemy of progress. Perfection is the enemy of progress. And it has definitely been an enemy of progress for me. Because I am the type that I will spend my time trying to perfect something before I put it out into the wild, because I look at it as it reflects on me. That was the same way I looked at my cases and my reports when I was in law enforcement still, is that, you know, this has to be perfect before I submit it to the DA, because otherwise it's a poor reflection on me. Well, in in the business world, especially as an entrepreneur, perfectionism is the enemy of progress because it keeps us from actually accomplishing things. So what I want to actually encourage you guys to do today that I've learned in this area is that we need to replace perfectionism with dedication. There's a very distinct difference between perfectionism and dedication. And being dedicated to what you're doing does not mean that it has to be perfect. Perfectionism is an excuse. It's a crutch. Okay. And if you lean on it for too long, you will never experience the success that you dream of. What you need to focus on is what I like to call the MVP. Okay. As an entrepreneur, your purpose is to put out a product or a service that is going to be consumed by whoever your ideal customer avatar is. Right. And what you need to focus on isn't putting out the most perfect product, the MPP. Okay. But the MVP, a minimum viable product. Okay. A minimum viable product that doesn't have to be perfect. You need to test your concept. You put out the minimum viable product, you test the concept and, and surrender to your desire to do it flawlessly on the first try because it's not possible. Right. There's this, this cycle in entrepreneurship that I've discovered. And that is to first test an idea see if it fails or succeeds, and then make adjustments and repeat. All right. It's a constant cycle of, of, of perfecting. You eventually perfect it. What I want you to avoid, because this is, this is what, what my regret is, is that I tried to perfect things before I put them out there. And then I would put it out there thinking it's perfect. And before I knew it, I would find out it wasn't. And I'd be back to square one 
and I'd either get frustrated and scrap the whole thing and feel like I've wasted all the time, or I'd have to go back and fix the things that I could have discovered sooner if I had just put out a minimum viable product. And so um, my number one is that I've allowed perfectionism to, to slow me down. My number two is that I didn't start soon enough. I didn't start my entrepreneurial journey soon enough. And I, I don't necessarily mean that I feel like I should have left law enforcement sooner. I enjoyed my law enforcement career. And in, in some ways I still, I kind of miss it, right? I mean, there's, there's things about it that I miss. Do I want to go back? No, I do not. But I kind of always knew internally in the back of my mind that I wanted to be an entrepreneur one day. Business has always been something that has been of interest to me. And the idea of being an entrepreneur and being able to work for myself is something that has always interested me. But I was having fun in my law enforcement career. And so that kind of always sat on the back burner. But again, I, I, I kind of always knew that that was something I wanted to do one day. But while I was in my law enforcement career, I put very little time and energy and effort towards preparing to be an entrepreneur. And, and I feel like if I had started giving myself like a five minimum, a five year buffer, five to 10 years buffer, I would have been in a much different spot today. And so when I left my law enforcement career, it was very much kind of like a bandaid rip. And, you know, I've talked about this on previous episodes, so I won't unpack it too much further here, but you know, my, my law enforcement career ended largely because of politics. Uh, I was an appointed undersheriff and my sheriff didn't get reelected. And so I wasn't necessarily planning on my departure at the time that I, I did depart from law enforcement, but the timing was right for me, right? I looked at the timing and I said, all right, it's time. I'm going to go, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my business. I had other opportunities that I just chose not to pursue that I chose not to accept. And you know, I had started kind of my side hustle, if you will, building websites uh, on the side while I was still employed in law enforcement, but I never really took it serious. It wasn't, you know, serious business to me. It was just kind of this thing I did on the side. I got a little cash and kind of ran it as a, just a solo um, solo enterprise. I can't remember what the right term is. It's not an LLC or a company, but, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't form an actual business. And I didn't treat it like a business. And I wish that I had. I wish that I had formed an actual business with it. I wish I had treated it like an actual business and, you know, had formalized accounting practices and, you know, kept books and uh, expenses and reports and records of those things because that to me was the single biggest learning curve that I had going into being a full-time entrepreneur, it was like, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh man, this is a real business now. And I got to figure out how to do this the right way. And I got to figure out how to run QuickBooks and how to, uh, how to in invoice people uh, the proper way, not just with a Microsoft word document saying, here's what you owe me. Right. And so, you know, had I taken the time to really get serious sooner, start sooner, I feel like I would have been more prepared when I decided to actually go full-time into entrepreneurship and taken off a lot faster. And so I want to encourage you guys today, have an end of career plan in place. Be thinking about that sort of thing and, and, and plan it five to 10 years in advance. 
if you know that you're going to retire in five years, or you just know that there's a chance you might want to transition out. I mean, the current state of things, there's a lot of people that are looking at transitioning out of law enforcement. Start putting a plan together today and start getting serious about learning the things that you need to know to run a successful business. So my number two was that I didn't start soon enough. My number three is that I boxed myself in. Okay. I thought that my business had to be law enforcement related or that my law enforcement experience would just be a waste. And so I boxed myself in into this thought that, well, whatever I'm going to do in my post law enforcement business, it has to be related to my law enforcement experience. It has to utilize my law enforcement experience. And that just wasn't true. In fact, the interesting thing is, is that most people maybe don't know this, but I actually started two businesses right after my law enforcement career, which I'll talk about a little bit more here in a minute. But I felt like I just kind of took the time and, and told myself inaccurately that, you know, this is all I've done for 15 years. And so what else am I going to possibly do? What, what else could I possibly do other than something that is law enforcement related? And I, I wouldn't have admitted this at the time, but looking back now, I think I, I almost felt like I had to save face with everybody that knew me in the law enforcement circle, right? That they would think I was silly if I left my law enforcement career and did something that was completely different than related to my law enforcement career because you know, I, I was an agency administrator. I had a lot of experience. I had, I had been an investigator. I'd worked with U.S. Marshals on the task force, and, right? I had all this experience. So what isn't something like, you know, hey, I dabbled in law enforcement for two years and then decided to go do something completely different. This was a career for me. And I felt like I had to save face with everybody that knew me and had to do something that applied that experience. And in part of that was because one of the things that we hold on to in, in law enforcement is this brotherhood, sisterhood camaraderie, right? And I just got to be honest with you guys and tell you right now, and maybe this is different for some people, but it doesn't follow you. Okay. You may build some, some strong, you know, maybe just a couple strong relationships with people in the, your law enforcement circle that you build a personal relationship with outside of law enforcement. And those, those, those relationships will probably stick. But as a general rule, everybody forgets about you when you leave law enforcement. There might be a trickle period afterwards, a little honeymoon where everybody's like, hey, rah, rah, they slap you on the rear end and say, hey, good luck. And, you know, we're going to stay in touch and uh, all of those things. But they eventually forget about you. You're not part of that, that brotherhood anymore because you're no longer the one that is going call to call. You're not, you're not, you know, looking to, to back each other up. Right. And so eventually it goes away. And I think those things to me factored into boxing myself into something that I didn't really need to box myself into. In fact, so like I said, I kind of ran two businesses right after leaving my law enforcement career. And, and I feel like I ignored the second business, which was actually the most viable business that had nothing to do with law enforcement because I was so focused on trying to make the other business that was related to my law enforcement experience work, which was silly. And that brings me to my number four, which is doing too many different things. Okay. And this transcends a lot of different areas, but I tried running these two businesses right out of 
uh, right, right out of the bat, like right out of the gate. I'm like, Hey, I formed two different businesses, two separate LLCs. I had to keep two separate sets of accounting books. And oh my gosh, that was a nightmare learning how to be a business owner and then doing two businesses at the same time. So I had one business as a private investigator and primarily focused on uh, doing CVSA examinations as a CVSA examiner. I had purchased my own uh, CVSA laptop and uh, was doing CVSA examinations and some private investigations work mainly for attorneys. And, you know, I'd review cases for them or interview uh, some folks for them. And, you know, it was fun and all. Uh, but then I had on the side this just at the time, it was just a web design business. That was really it. All I was doing is doing web design. And the funny thing was, is the web design business actually made me more money and had less overhead and kept me at home more. But I was putting all of my energy and my effort in investing my dollars into this private investigator business. And like I had this other business that was viable, but I was ignoring it, which was dumb. I mean, I just created confusion for myself. I was creating confusion for myself and I was creating confusion for my clients because uh, here's kind of a funny story. Actually, one of my clients who was an, a, a, def, a defense attorney that I was working with and, and had been sending me some cases to, to work on. I actually tried to upsell that attorney on a website. <laughs> Imagine how confusing that was for my client, this attorney who is like, oh, hey, you're a 15 year career cop. You know, uh, you were U.S. Marshals. You did all these different narcotics investigations and all this. Right. Like I had all these credentials, uh, CVS, a CVSA examiner had all these credentials that made me an expert for the task that was set out um, to do these cases. And all of a sudden I come out of left field. I'm like, Hey, you know what? Your website is a wreck and I can help fix that for you. I mean, I could just imagine it. Like I feel it, it feels dumb that I even did that now in hindsight. Uh, but I could just imagine that that attorney uh, probably was laughing. She was very gracious and nice about it, but uh, she never did take me up on the offer for her website. And funny thing, I, I didn't get near as many cases from her anymore either. So I created confusion doing too, too many things. And, and I think so many of you guys are very much the same way, right? Again, as being the type of type A people that we are very driven, we tend to be people that are really good at doing a lot of different things because a law enforcement career requires us to be really good at a lot of different things and to pick things up quickly. And so that allows me to become distracted. And I think, oh, well, here's a really good idea. I can make some money off of this. Maybe I should do that because I know I can do it well. But can you really do multiple things really well? I don't think you can. And it certainly wasn't the case for me. It created confusion. This actually changed for me when I discovered StoryBrand. I discovered the book Building a StoryBrand by Donald Miller. And it was like this explosion of clarity that I received for my business. And, and I, it was at that moment that I realized that there is a magic formula in order to create impact. And that magic formula is impact equals focus plus energy. And what that means is that in order to create an impact, you have to be able to have focus, enough focus to be able to drive the energy into that thing that is going to create the most impact, right? And if you're divided amongst multiple different things, you can't possibly put enough focus and energy into things that are going to make an impact. And so, 
you know, things became much clearer to me. I, I took StoryBrand and I applied that to my business and I saw a huge result from it. And so I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I've got to, I, I got to go all in on this. And this is, you know, I need to, I need to like help my clients, my web design clients at the time implement these things. And so I started kind of testing with that and doing that and it, it worked. And so I went off and I became a story brand certified marketing expert. And that is when things really took off for me because I, I started to drive my energy and focus into a single purpose. Now things are much clearer for me. I'm not a private investigator and a web designer. I'm a marketing expert and a business consultant. And my focus is on helping cops start and grow their own successful businesses. And with that focus and that drive, I can create greater impact. So that's my number four, doing too many different things. And I know there are guys out there, <clears throat> Mark Baxter, um, sorry, Mark, um, you know, this is something that comes up all the time. Um, friends of mine, fellow copywriters that tell me, you know, their attention is divided into too many things. And eventually you just have to make the decision to kill something off. Okay. So lastly, this brings me to my number five, and that is not having a community. When I decided to go all in with my non-Leo business, right? So the, the, the web design business as, as it was at the time, which is, you know, obviously scaled into something much, much bigger now. But when I decided to go all in with that and kill off the PI business, there was this weird phase that I went through where I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to go all in with this business that has nothing to do, at least I thought at the time, obviously that's not the case now, but if I'm going to go all into this business that has nothing to do with my law enforcement career and my law enforcement experience, and I'm going to kill off this other business that did have that direct correlation, somehow I convinced myself that I thought I had to disavow my identity as a Leo and that no longer could I hold on to that. You know, I thought that there was no one else out there that was like me. I think that's a common problem that we all have when we go through, you know, a shift and a change in our life. We think, oh man, I'm the only one that's dealing with these particular circumstances. And I, you know, I like to share this story. It wasn't long after I left my law enforcement career. I, I went to the Denver Digital Summit. And the Digital Summit is like this gathering of thousands of people in the marketing industry. And I, I decided to go to this, right? And, and I've been so used to dressing, you know, I wear my 511s and I've got my, my uh, Danner Coyote Tan tactical boots on because those things are just so stinking comfortable. And I go, I go to this, this summit and I didn't, I'm like, oh my gosh, man, I don't, I don't fit in with the, these, these people at all. Right. And yet I felt like I had to try and force myself to accept this new community, disavow my old community and that there was just nothing for me. And so I, I now realize I'm not the only one out there that is trying to enter the business world wearing 511s and Danners. And it wasn't really until I put out, I started putting out this podcast a year ago you know, in an effort really for me at the time, it was sort of to still draw a connection to my law enforcement background and be able to put out some, some awesome content. But I started getting the feedback from you guys as I was starting to share some things 
that you guys were dealing with the same stuff, that there was other copreneurs out there that were either still on the job that were starting their own side hustle or were leaving or had already left and were growing businesses that also kind of felt awkward, right? They didn't felt like there was, they were kind of this solo fish that was out in the ocean with their 5.11s and Danners trying to enter the business world and, and, and that it didn't, you know, quite fit and you felt kind of by yourself. And so I started to discover that from this podcast and I came up with this mantra that I've shared here before. And that is that isolation is the enemy of excellence. You have to have a community that you fit in to be able to support, bounce ideas off of, collaborate in order to continue to pursue and achieve excellence. And I wish that I had discovered that earlier on and that I had tried to identify such a community earlier on. Now, it just so happens that I discovered out of doing this podcast that there really kind of was no such community. Uh, That community didn't really exist. And so uh, people started telling me, hey, we need this community. We need to to collaborate. We need to come together as copreneurs. We need to be able to lean on each other regardless of what phase we're in here of you know, am I, am I on the job as a cop and just thinking about starting my own business? Do I want to just be prepared for the inevitable, which means I won't be in this career anymore, whether that happens on my timeline or not, or do I already have a business? It's a side hustle right now. And I just don't know how to grow the thing so that I can leave and, and go full time with my business. Or, you know, am I the former cop who has started a successful business and I am full time in it, but I just want to gain some advanced level knowledge and skills and hear from others that are dealing with the same thing. And so that was the whole reason why I started the LEO to CEO community, because I I was like, man, there's, there's other people out there like me. We need this community. Uh, Who else uh, is there to do this? And so I started the LEO to CEO community. Now, if you don't know about the LEO to CEO community, uh, I want you to go check it out. LEO to CEO.com. And that is a community of like-minded copreneurs, just like you, where we come together and, you know, we have, we have, uh, meetings each month. We have meetups where we do workshops. I've been putting together online courses. We're leaning on each other. Everybody has different layers and levels of experience that they can share. And so we collaborate within this community. We share things and assets and ideas with each other. We bounce ideas off of each other. There's been a ton of collaboration that I've seen where guys have come together and, and recognized, you know, where their skill sets are are able to amplify each other. And they're like, hey, I've got a, this business idea. Do you want to go in on it together? And it's been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome. If for no other reason than to know that there's other people out there just like you. And there are opportunities to connect with other people and just uh, be encouraged, learn, grow, and skip all of the uh, mistakes that the rest of us have made, right? That, that's the, the big thing too, is to be able to share with each other the mistakes that we've made. And so we come together and we just lean on each other and it's awesome. It's awesome. It's kind of like that sense of brotherhood and community that uh, that camaraderie that we had in your law enforcement career that we've now brought in here. This is the place for you. If you are a copper newer, regardless of where you are in that phase, 
LEO to CEO is where you need to be. And I want you to, to come join us there. So please go check out LEO to CEO.com and check it out and, and you join us for a, an open house happy hour. We do those once a month where anybody is welcome to attend. We just hang out, have a good time. But again, this uh, is my number five biggest regret as a copreneur is that I didn't seek out a community. I didn't seek out uh, a group of people to, you know, to share my burdens with and to uplift each other, you know, a mastermind of sorts to be able to come together and amplify each other. So anyway, thank you for checking out this episode, the maiden voyage, if you will, of the Copper Path podcast, season two of the podcast as we make a bit of an adjustment here. I'm excited about the future of the podcast here. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's to come. The awesomeness that is coming from this podcast going forward. Each week, you are either going to get a solo episode from me sharing marketing advice and strategy with you uh, on a various number of different topics, or you're going to hear interviews. We're going to do interviews with fellow copreneurs that are in various phases of their entrepreneurial journey. Some that are going to share things that they're struggling with, or are going to share successes that they've had, or both uh, that are going to give you the opportunity to learn from them. I'm also going to bring in, I have made guys over the last several years as, as a marketing expert, I have made so many awesome connections in the marketing and business world that can bring so much to the table for you guys that are learning about business, learning about strategy, learning how to how to grow, how to build, how to how to how to market your own business. Uh, whether you're you know marketing a business as an instructor or you're starting a coffee business, it doesn't really matter. Okay, so I'm going to be bringing on these experts in various areas of business and marketing, and I'm going to bring them in. They may not even have a law enforcement background themselves, but they're going to be able to bring something to the table for you that is going to give you an edge. That's going to give you an edge to grow your business and help beat out your competition. And so we're going to bring them in, and it is going to be awesome, guys. I'm looking forward to the future of the podcast. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for being a faithful listener. Please don't forget to go review the podcast. You can either review the podcast wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, whatever app that is that you prefer to listen to, if that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, whatever it may be, leave us a review on those platforms. Or you can go to leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review. Again, that's leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review. And that will take you to the page to be able to review the podcast. Please give us five stars and, and don't also, you know, share some of your thoughts on the podcast. If you would, please, um, whenever you actually write something, also leave your name because sometimes the screen names don't really say who you are. And I want to give you a shout out on the air. I want to give you a shout out. I want to read your review on the podcast and thank you for listening and giving that review. Those reviews guys help other copreneurs like you find the show. So please do go give a review for the copreneur path podcast. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks again. Cheers. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo to ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. 
I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copperneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. 